Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 114 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So you ran in the uh, Shamrock Shuffle today? The Shamrock Shuffle, 5.2 miles, baby. 5.2 miles? Yeah, I think so. So what's that? A Five quarter marathon? Uh, you know You're like, I didn't know we were going to be doing math. Yeah, I went to, I got public school Morton math. I, no, I don't even think it's that much, really. What? What's a marathon? 26 miles? I guess if it's 26.2. Okay. So divided by five is it's five. So it's like it's that. a quarter marathon. Uh, maybe to you. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I don't know, how'd you do? Did like you that. win? Uh, yeah, I came in second out of everybody there. Well, somebody did. You you act like it's totally impossible. Well, what they do is they, they have, first of all, they don't even invite me to win. Like, I'm not invited to, to the winning portion. <laughs> they have what they call the elite corral. Those guys take off at, oh, I don't know, like 7 in the morning or 7.30, something like that. And that's the elite corral. And then it goes A, B. Shouldn't they start the slower people first? No, because then they just get trampled. <laughs> well, I doubt it because the guys slower are be, people, the base, faster people only weigh 117 pounds. So how are they going to trample you? Just they just run up. They just run up their back like a World War Z type. They just fling their bodies into each other. So those are all the professional runners that come in from all over the country for yeah. the Shamrock Shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Why they come all the way here to run in freezing ass cold is is a really good question. I don't have an answer for. But they do the elite corral, and then it goes. Like an hour later, however much it goes, corral eight air A B C D. How do you get put into like, you, like when you sign up, you go how fast you run approximately, and I told them how fast I ran, and they started laughing at me, and then they, and then they said corral D. So if you're what's the last one? Mm, I think it may have even went all the way to F or G. Okay, or so something. if you're in G, what you don't get done until dinner time or what? There's a cutoff time. I forget. Like you have to be done with the whole thing. They just start taking the race down. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, they just you can still finish, but they just take all the all the uh, pylons and everything is moved. So you just have to contend with traffic and everything at yeah, that. Yeah, but point. if there's nobody there when you finish, I mean, how? What's what was the point? It, it's like if a tree falls in the woods. See, that's no, why I can't, nobody knows. You know, last no, I'm just year, kidding. everyone. I mean, they everyone obviously has to finish before they. They don't really let you run in traffic. I couldn't. I couldn't be involved in something where I knew there was no chance of me winning. I just wouldn't do it. What do you mean by that? Like a marathon. Like if there's, like when I said to you, like, "Hey, how'd you do?" You're just like, "What do you mean? How'd I do?" Of course, I didn't win. Well, somebody won. Yeah. So you mean like if there's not a chance you're gonna win, you're not yeah, gonna do it, right? Oh, that's no. You can't. I mean, what's the point then? You just do it for fun. Well, you just do it to run behind a bunch of hot chicks. I wouldn't. I mean, were no, they me, there? I'm talking I didn't about even me. know. Were there, was I'm there, if there was there, I didn't. I didn't see thousands of them. If I was there, for sure, I didn't. I didn't see them all over the place. If if I went, I didn't see them. Um, no, I guess one. You do it for fun. Huh? Yeah, I guess yeah, that, that's the face I'm making. So no. Yeah. So not that. Um, like a well, bu- bucket list checkoff. It's like with what'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like with any. Uh, I think speed. A really in, in speed related uh, sport. You just want to beat your own time, or you know, it is fun. I don't fun. think that's the case. Most speed related sports, you want to beat everyone's time. No, no, not really. What? You 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 got blinders on, man. Okay, so you think in the Olympics, so why it's like, I didn't win, but I did better than I did in my. Well, then the Olympics should just be like four people. Like, let's get the four best people. Like, that's not bother. absolutely who it should be. That's yeah, how but who gets the Olympics? But it's not because there's a bunch of people that are also. You know, trying for girls. Yeah, you gotta let other people play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's only gonna be there's thousands of people running. You know what right. I mean? So, I don't even I don't even ever think I will be in Corral A. I know I won't be in Corral A because well, you, I'm you going put down there. You determine that. Yeah. You could you have put that and I people, run a would, six minute mile? Yeah, and I would have been everyone's way immediately. No, you wouldn't have. They would have blown past you and would have been the end. Of, yeah, I would, would have been in their way as they were blowing past me for sure. <laughs> just for a second. They would have just been moving my shoulder. 
So what I do is to feel good about myself is I like to finish with a bunch of people that are wearing C's on their chest or or maybe a couple of B's. That's how everyone that's likes not to short finish. For, that's not short for any. I like to finish. I like to finish on everyone's B's on their. Wait, no, let me start over. But yeah, no, I like to just. I, I like to do this thing where I go like I shouldn't have been in D Corral. You guys are that was bullshit. You know what I mean? I should have been in C. So Bush League, man. Yeah, I want to pass a bunch of people and end in a, in, a, in a higher seat. Okay, so yeah, so you do feel the way I do. No, because I knew I was never going to win. No, well, no, I, really, I just want to go so that I can eat food. Well, I can tell you this: I want to eat pizza. Later. I've seen my wife uh, a couple of years ago did like five, four or five in a year. You know, Ooh. just like the the turkey trot and the shamrock shuffle, pumpkin plod, yeah, the, uh, whatever. You know, <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> I ended up. Uh, I went to one, never to support her, but I, I went to a different one that she wasn't at. Uh, I happened to be driving by and uh, stopped, and I was looking, and everyone was dressed <laughs> you say up. Never to one that was, she did. Yeah, no. I, no. <laughs> you go to the one she's I remember not one time she said to me, she's like, she like she kept on inviting me to go, and I was like, well, why do I want to go there? Like the whole time you're not there, and then you show up. I go, what? That how's that interesting? I thought about to make it seem less selfish. I thought about trying to somehow incorporate bring the kids and they could go and like have fun and then sort of time it to where they can like cheer me on at some point. And then I was like, that makes me more selfish if I make them do that. I think, I mean, at, let me, I'm assuming at the end they have like beer or whatever or something like refreshments. And you yeah, can but, but that's the other thing. Like almost all of these there's, they give you on your, you, you have to wear like a, a paper, you know, bib that you not like you're eating uh lobster in, in, in <laughs> that's a plastic restaurant. bibs yeah no it's like you safety pin them on with your number mm-hmm. and it's got a little chip and then it tells you how fast you went yada yada but they always have a tear-off portion where it's like this is your free beer and uh there's you know there's usually some guys that are going like oh hey are you gonna use that are you gonna? and I'm, I'm telling everyone like you can have my beer right away i'm you I, yeah i know which is so weird because yes i enjoy <laughs> beer a lot but after I just got done running five miles and I'm like, you know, I'm sweaty, I'm hot, I feel, like, I feel like crap. Like the last thing I want to do right then is have a beer. I want to take a shower and then go smash a bunch later, maybe. But I, I never, even when I did that, I did a, a, a half marathon once. And then there's like this big party, there's like bands and beer. And I'm just like, I remember I tried, like had one beer. I was like, no, thank you. This is not the... This is what I'm feeling good about myself. That's what I thought too, but I mean, for whatever reason, I have I had guys that I work with that are like, "Oh, you got to come out and do this uh, 5K," and then afterwards, like a huge party, and everybody gets gets all messed up. I'm like, I just want to, I would want to lay down for about 45 minutes to six hours. Yeah. Plus, it seems super contradictory. Do something that's like, I just push myself mentally, and I just do this thing where like, like I'm at the apex of my my physical ability right now. You know what I mean? I'm peaking. Uh, let's go get smashed. It just doesn't. Very Babe Ruthish. I like to separate my world, you know, to where it's like ninety eight point two percent the uh, self hating, just drinking in the corner, and then whatever other math there is, let's call it one point eight, is like, oh, I'm healthy. Check me out. Like, right. look, I have a running shirt too, you guys. Have you ever done the uh, one of those like um, the zombie one, or there's like a yeah, I did a zombie run. We you talked did? about it on the show once, remember? Yeah, no, was I obviously couple... forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it was a year or two ago. Uh, where they you have like little flags on your belt and they have to take it. From oh you. right, right, right. But did you do like tough mutter? But that pisses me off, man. They're like they take your flags right away, and I was like, well, I want to be done then. Oh, you still got four miles to run uphill. <laughs> well, for what? And now the zombies just look at you. Shouldn't and like, the first zombies let you pretend to try to get it and like ah, and they just yeah. kind of fall down? You know what? It- you run after me. But what they had it like it was like Red Rover. Like they're standing <laughs> in the middle of the road, so you have to do like a Barry Sanders esque. Like you have to do like a. a you have to. You have to. It's like uh, a revolutionary war maneuver with Barry Sanders attempting <laughs> to pass through a. Yeah, you got a stiff arm. The first artillery line of. Well, it's like if you're going to be right in my way, then I have to hurt you in order for you not to take this belt. Right. But it's like you're not supposed to hurt the zombie. They're all like, "Don't kick, don't kick the zombies in the junk." Well, it's like, well, how you know if you're going to be a real zombie? Otherwise, chase behind me. I thought it's like if you catch me, you can take my right. flag. That seems cool. Like, I mean, oh, zombies are chasing all me. All things not- being equal, a zombie shouldn't be able to catch you unless you fall and break a leg or something. Aren't they fast in newer zombie movies? Just in Z or whatever that World one War Z. Or, World War Z. Yeah, Other, let's do like but, that then. But those are like super. Those are like you know, oh. like Superman fast. Well, Did you ever see it? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I you forgot. get it. But I mean, I just I don't like the idea of like zombies standing in the middle of the road and so your only re- you know recourse really is to get behind somebody and hope they get theirs and i'm like this is getting 
This is bullshit. Yeah. Just chase me. Like, you know, go uh, right. run after me. It's, it's supposed to just be for the novelty, not for any other purpose, right? Just yeah. to say, oh, we're doing something. It's a 5K. It's a little bit different, so it's not the same. <laughs> and since they're all volunteers, you have, like, the couple lazy zombies, like, on their cell phones, <laughs> just, like, sitting by the trees, flicking through, like, Twitter. Just zombie for the looks. Yeah. There's just, like, the girls who actually aren't zombies. They're just goth. <laughs> but it's like somebody's like, hey, are you doing anything? Would you like some free Gatorade? Right. Psh, whatever. So they're just sitting there in the Did woods. Did you do uh, Tough Mudder before? No. That, I'd like to do in the summer. Really? I always I mean, have this these sounds goals. so unfun. You know which one sounds cool? Is there's one that Men's Health puts on. It's like called an Urban Athlon or something. And it's got different. But this is a, a bad MF. Did you like you run through the Robert Taylor projects? Yeah. Yeah, you go through the projects. <laughs> you have to. First, you have to find the product. Then you have to, well, first you have to find the money guy. Then you have to find the product. And it's like you run through, it's like, a, it's basically like the wire. Right. It's set up like the wire. But this thing is, man, I think it's like almost 10 miles, though, which turns me off quite a bit. But there's, every like mile, there's another uh I know the Robert obstacle. Taylor projects are no longer there, just before anybody okay. Need, okay. feels a need to. Yeah, it's Cabrini Green. <laughs> no, that's not there either. That's not there either. Wow, I didn't huh? want to say the wire because then I get your brother, you know, pointing out that I, I brought up the wire, which you did. Uh, then you just have to run through the wild hundreds, right? Okay, where, where my Ultima was, but no, it's using like every mile. It'll be like monkey bars, or at one point I think you go to like Soldier Field and run upstairs or something. That's pretty crazy, you know what I mean? But because mm. that's not just running. But my thing is, once I stop, I'm not really wanting to go again. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So if I stop, you have to, to go do, to a certain thing and then wait in line for to get to your turn. I don't to think do you the wait in line, but like you hurdle, like you hurdle taxi cabs or something in the street. And it's like once I do a non-running thing, then I'm kind of I'm done running. Gotcha. I'm yeah. done. I'm done running long before even that. Just, just thinking about it, right? right? But if you do monkey bars, then I'm like, I'm just done because now I've done monkey bars. I don't know. I will tell you, I I didn't. Uh, I know I I told you I watched uh, what I, what was it last week? But I watched, oh, I watched Zodiac two times. Remember I, yeah, remember I yeah. told you I watched Zodiac That's two times? That's basically like an urban athlon. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I got caught today. I, I, I had plans, I had grandiose plans of uh, of working out and, and uh, starting a regiment. I ended up watching like five episodes of Catfish and uh, on MTV, which is the most, most horrible thing I ever. I can't believe you even have that channel. Uh, one thing I'll tell you is they keep running these ads. I guess there's an MTV, the MTV Movie Awards are coming up, and they have this ad with Melissa McCarthy and her. She must be a presenter having something to do with the awards. Mm. Um, her and her husband, and they it's they they ask each other funny questions like a little commercial advertisement thing, and it's the most awful thing ever. I, I can't stand it. I hate it. It drives me friggin' insane. You can't stand her. I, mean, I can't stand. Finally, her. she's getting some I, work. Huh? I can't stand her. I mean. She's really good in bridesmaids, right? Are you asking me if if I feel that she was good? Uh, I think she. she I'm almost making a statement. I think she was really good in bridesmaids. I think that that I guess when she found that one thing she could do well, she just decided to continue. Uh, so I've never. I don't think I've seen anything else. I know she's like the like I'm 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 big and clumsy. She's like the Zach Galifianakis of. Yeah, like Chris Farley yes, plus even, size. Or? No, not that. She's crazy. not like boisterous. Not that and... crazy. I mean, Chris, Chris Farley. Well, nobody's funny. that. That's where we. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's where, where we go astray on that one. Uh, but anyway, so you know, they. I, I just, I just don't get it because it got me thinking about. Um, before I get crazy on some other thing, real quick. Uh, I talked about it on Twitter like two or three weeks ago, where I just got so frustrated with like podcasts and stuff, and all the ones that I was listening to, and I had pared down a bunch of podcasts and and. Uh, I was talking about how, like, podcasting to me, it it, it always and, and and taking me taking me back to when we when I was interviewed for the for the uh, newspaper article, um, something that hit the cutting room floor. But I was talking about what initially drew me to the idea of why I went to to radio school, mm-hmm. why I started podcasting, and I talked about like, Christian Slater, pump up the volume, the whole idea of, oh, yeah. of being like a pirate. The whole idea of ha- being able to say whatever and do like a, a cool radio show without having to do air checks and commercials and advertisements and all that stuff and just say what you want and, and not yeah. have a boss telling you like, oh, you know what? I got I got advertisers calling me. They're complaining. You can't do yeah. this. You can't do that. You have to play yeah. this music. And just sort of like stand-up comedy in the way that it's com- you're completely free to do whatever you want, right? So what, whatever you say, whatever you put out into the world – you will find that audience that 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 identifies with what you do, mm-hmm. and 
you'll find the audience who doesn't identify. And some of those people will even stick with you just to be like, I hate those guys. I, mm-hmm. you know, I want to hear, I, I just want to hear what they're saying so I can bitch about yeah. it. Like how our core audience is women who read comics. <laughs> right. So my whole point was, um, podcasting is so oversaturated at this point. Nothing, nothing's creative, nothing's different, nothing's dangerous. And that's that just from watching that Melissa McCarthy commercial, I thought to myself, like, what happened? Like, where did we go wrong? I mean, I know Will Ferrell probably is to be the is the person to probably start pointing fingers. Sandler, Will Ferrell, um, because they took us from being like, I guess at the time they were a little bit cutting edge or whatever to mm-hmm. like just completely in every seeing them in everything. Yeah. No matter what, and it just sort of just it was like you can it, use the word ubiquitous if you like. Yeah, I mean, it just became like okay, same, same, same. Nothing creative. I'm gonna he's gonna there's gonna be a situation where there's each movie you know a guy humps a pie or there's you know what I mean yeah. there's like one or two shots. Rob ones. Schneider is a carrot. When, yeah, once we've we've seen it all. Yeah, I think we've truly gotten to the end. You I mean, mean in movies or? Or, or TV, are you movies, podcasting. So my whole point was I had uh Well, that's why I always tape knives to my fingers when we podcast, just <laughs> to keep it dangerous. I feel like, uh, well, I had mentioned to you that I was shutting down my personal Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, like probably getting rid of my Instagram. And you were like, well, hey, you know, you can't do that because of the fact that that's really the only marketing we do for the podcast. So if, if you don't yeah. have that, then then what do we have? Yeah, uh, otherwise I'd say go ahead. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the word of mouth part of it. I mean, I'd miss your jokes, but is great. <laughs> the word of mouth part is is great, but obviously, you know what I mean, if you could put one more set of ears on you by putting something out there that somebody identifies mm-hmm. with whatever. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um I started thinking to myself like there is just nothing edgy at all anymore everything that is edgy it's just like now all of a sudden it used to be like people like whoa that's edgy and now it's like well that's too edgy like we've gotten to this point where people are afraid to be edgy comedians are you know remember there was a like last year it was like people comedians were apologizing corolla yeah i mean everybody had to apologize because they serve a bigger you know what i mean like Corolla does his own podcast on his own network, but yes, he also still sell, writes books that he wants people to sell, and he's still on uh, Bill O'Reilly, and he, you know what I mean. So there, he still has to dial it back a little bit. And there's, yeah. so we are luckily we are in a position personally that we we don't have any. Nobody cares yeah. what we say, so it doesn't really matter. But that big advantage of not making money doing this means that you don't have to answer to anybody. But you know, while we're on the topic, did you hear about Corolla? No. If you guys are not big um, podcast listeners, you know, other than us, then I won't bore you too long with it. But uh, Corolla was always, I mean, since the Loveline days, as, as we've always, as I've always said, was that guy's like uh, my uh, comedic idol. I always look the fastest. He's the fastest gun in the West to me. Always has a comeback. Always has a great analogy. Um, well, once he left Trester Radio, he started doing the podcast. And it was like, you know, just they had these small, um, uh, small advertisers, Sherry's, Berries, MeUndies, the same, same ones. One, yeah, yeah same ones that everyone uses. Well, he started getting a little bigger than most. So he, he was on like, he started, he joined Podcast One Network. Well, he just announced this week that because of wanting to lure bigger advertisers, he's going to do two clean shows a week now. So a lot of people are up in arms. And before I, before I knee jerk got up in arms about it, I, I wanted to like just take a minute and go just just think you know because everyone's reaction is get on Twitter and go screw this right away or or it's you know what I mean. So I was like, let me just sit on it for a minute. So I've had a couple of days to think about it, and I'm not really upset about it because my thing is like I don't, uh, and and it's not just about hearing the f word. Okay, it's not just like oh I want to hear somebody cuss. It's that. He has always, especially for the past couple months or years, for sure. He said it's a pirate ship. We're a pirate ship. I don't. He's always said I can say whatever the the f I want. You know, I don't know why I'm censoring myself now. <laughs> he would say I can say whatever the hell I want anytime. You know, because I don't need those. I have you people. Mm-hmm. You people are the the wind that's blowing my pirate ship. And all of a sudden, he's like, you people are nice, but the real big wind that's gonna really blow my pirate ship that's not that piratey anymore. 
uh, is going to come from the uh, the big uh, advertisers, which I don't know who's a you know what Nike shit like that. You know what I mean? So half of me wants to go a big deal. It's two clean shows a week, and it's not like he wasn't funny before on the radio while still being censored. But the other half of me goes, so how much how much money do you want? You know what I mean? He always he always brags about having race cars and how the fuel costs thousands of dollars for his cars. How much do you want? You know what I mean? I don't care if you cuss or not, but it's just because, but but you're doing it because someone. So I'm a little miffed by it. This this is obviously the same argument that's been going on since the beginning of, of of entertainment, right? Where you know, a band gets too big and all of a sudden their major fan base is like, oh, you know, these guys sold out. I'm, I don't identify but with them because now equating, they're rich. That's just equating with success, though. This is something that, different. This is going, where's my money coming from? Or is it saying in order to to reach that next level of success in his mind, these are the things that I have to do. So I'm going to I'm going to exactly I'm going to do this saying. and yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And, and this is the first I heard of it. Uh, so I'm hearing your version of it, whether that be the the truth, your truth, or yeah. what have you. I'm going to go with what you he's said. Essentially no fact-checking. He's essentially saying to catch the big fish, we need to... Because some people will go, hey, do you... Okay, you're... Uh, who's a big name advertiser? You're uh, Adidas, okay? Right. Do you, you really want to attach Adidas' name to some guy who's talking about shaving his junk for an hour? Right. You know what I mean? Or something right. like that. So, And they're going to get scared by that. I think my reaction to this is you don't pay his mortgage... You don't pay for his kids to go to private school. You don't pay for it. Really, it shouldn't matter to you. I mean, it's not like he worked complete. He wasn't like Bob Saget. I mean, he talked about it's. I don't think it's about the language as much as you'll you'll watch the the part that's going to be more disturbing is is his politics will I believe will change depending on what advertiser because he can't go hard at people. Uh, that yeah, that yeah. are you know what I mean. You you can't. Well, that's you, the slippery you can't, slope. Where does it end now? Well, nobody now, who's now backing you, Donald Trump beside Donald Trump. So nobody. And 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 Adams, uh, I I would consider him more of a conservative, obviously, than a liberal. Yeah. But I think he's he's like a um, no. You he's know, very. He, I think he just picks the. He's never like really, an independent. So he chooses. He just goes with some the of these ideas he likes. Although I will say he's interviewed Trump and Cruz now, so it's it's getting a little more obvious and, for sure. Ultimately, what I'm saying is is. I find it more offensive that he, you, you know, like I said, he's built his sort of crowd based around his ideas that that, that go like I'm simpatico with that. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with what he says, and all of a sudden you're going to get like a like a, a soft boiled egg. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just not yeah. going to be the the product is going to be weaker because I remember when Howard Stern went from terrestrial radio to uh, satellite radio, um, a lot of his like support staff that are always in the studio and stuff swear, and they were like. This is amazing. We get to swear all the time. And I remember Howard in the beginning was like, we're not swearing. If you, if you need to swear because it moves the story along, great. But like on the air, he's saying this like, don't I, just I remember, do it to like, do it. Yeah. yeah, it's just because you just sound like an idiot. Well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't need So the swearing part of it, and I don't think Adam really does it all that much. Like to where it's like you would notice uh, that much of a difference. Pretty, pretty heavy F-bombs when he's ranting. Okay. But, but it's not the cuss words. It's like you say, it's what he says is he goes, they're not censoring my ideas. That's not, I don't but, believe but, that. But see, that's the thing. That's what he's saying. Like, look, no one will ever censor my ideas. But I'm going. Well, why not? Because the people, maybe the people, don't want you to talk about those ideas. And you're going to tell me you're just not gonna. They're going to censor the way in which he shares his ideas. So you know what I mean. They're not going to be as straightforward. You will have to read between the lines, and then he'll be able to well, yeah, if not he's commit. Just, if he's just going to go, what the F is wrong with these people? I don't care. Same same exact message getting delivered. Sure. But I'm afraid he's not going to say certain things, or he's not going to broach certain topics. Uh, and I don't know. It just seemed like... It, it, it's it's not a bit... I'll still listen. It's fine. Unless it, the show gets worse. Well, well when I went to... Uh, I took one of my buddies to see Nick DiPaolo this year. You went last year. Yeah. I, okay. I, I took another one of my buddies this year. And he's more on the conservative side. And he was like, man, you know, no wonder it's like he's super funny, but it's obvious why he's not a huge star because, you know, Hollywood and, and, and the industry yeah. is, is very liberal. And the stuff this guy is saying is is not very liberal. So it's not like necessarily like sexual well, you can't, you jokes, can't really but it's like, the, you can't really be one of the other. It, this is to the right, you know, you got to just stay and, away from it. Like the Ray Romano's of the world who are super funny, but they just stay away from that stuff. You know, but is Ray, maybe that's Ray Romano's just his sense of humor. I mean, right, he's not making right, a conscious right. effort. Yeah, it's not you know? a shot at him at all. So my point is 
when you say like, well, how much money is enough money? I look at it and I, I say, you know, should Nick DiPaolo be a bigger star? Does he deserve to be a bigger star? I don't know. I, I mean, know. I think he's funny. But the it, it's the market determines whether or not you're going to be big or not, right? Yeah, so I you just can get either... frustrated when someone talks about several houses they own and warehouses and race cars and then goes, hey, man, we need these bigger advertisers. It's like, well... I, <laughs> I, keep, I, I yeah yeah we got to keep your race fuel I, you know what i mean like i don't really like you're ready be... to you're ready to abandon the ship the pirate ship no of that no i just if he was like look not I ha- the regurgitation of ideas but the fact if, that if corolla was to go look i have an expensive lifestyle i like these things i'm not going to stop doing them i'm either going to get advertisers or i'm going to say 10 bucks a month i'd go find 10 bucks a month no problem right if we're not enough let's let's keep your pirate ship but because he joined another podcast network, and I don't know, I I feel horrible even saying this because, like I said, that guy's the top of the mountain to me. I just when someone says, "Hey, they're not going to censor my ideas. We're just going to do cl- two clean shows," I go, well, "We'll see. We'll see pretty soon how much." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. No, I, I agree. It's going to be. But when he worked on radio, he still talked trash about whatever he, you know. So getting getting back though, my so so the point I was making was is like you see a lot of these people who okay. Eddie Murphy and, and, and Richard Pryor obviously made it big for their time. I mean, huge. They're huge. But I think that we've we've seen that. We've done that. What What's the new thing that's going to be breaking ground to, to push somebody to that next level? Everyone's just so afraid to be cutting edge because of the fact that they, I would assume all these people in the industry, they go, yeah, oh, you know, I, I really like my, my main love is, is stand-up comedy and touring stand-up comedy. But they probably want to get, on shows with bigger comedians to play bigger places. They want to get on, you know, movies. They want to get TV shows. They want to do something else in the you entertainment industry. That's always been the case. No, I do. But I think that now the industry has moved to being so offended by everything. I mean, I, I just, if, if what we, if we mm, think, but you know, the other side of that coin is you, you want to talk about edgy and racy. Let's talk about the shit that was big in the eighties when all these, Supposed racy things were going on. It's family ties. It's, it, people couldn't. People were going on the Carson show, and they couldn't. They, you know what I mean? They couldn't say remotely close to their act. So yeah, but I think that, they're more I, free you, now to do their act than they ever were. I, see, I don't think so at the all. The only because, thing that's going to happen is that people will get offended. But big deal. They're talking I, about it, right? I think that when you say, "Hey, you know, they weren't free to to do that," it's it's almost like the difference between seeing someone that you think is attractive naked or seeing them in clothes like sexy clothing. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So. It, when when you see so when you see the person naked, it's like it's 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 done, it's over. You saw it now; it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the pro, when when you see somebody like, hey, this guy's going to be on Carson, <laughs> this guy's going to be on Carson, this guy's going to be on Fallon, whatever, and you know that he can't go where he would normally go, but he's gonna he's gonna really just put his you know he, he's gonna test the waters, he's gonna yeah, push the envelope. His down and, and so you're watching like, oh, is he gonna like? You remember when Dice did it? On Saturday Night Live, and he got he caught himself a lifetime ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what was rock and roll, is because regardless whether you like him or not, you watched because you're like, is he gonna do it? It was like Jim yeah. Morrison after say, hey, don't say this, and you right. come out and you do it. Right. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna get do to it. Get high, right? Yeah, that's the same thing. What what do we have now? Like though? The, the Stones couldn't say let's spend the night together. Right. Let's spend, let's spend some time together. But look at how far we've pushed forward, and and what is acceptable on on regular primetime television. Yeah. Uh, which in, in our but then we now you confused me with that. Then is your point that like everything's cool to say? Or no, what we, I'm saying is, is saying just there's that. just nothing. There's nothing shocking for one thing, uh, but. I think it's ebbs and flows, man. I think it comes. You know what I mean? I think it. it I think it. Same with music. You know what I mean? It gets. It gets weak for a while, and then it gets really great. I guess my then... my my bigger my my point was ultimately is if what we if we think that Melissa McCarthy is what is funny industry wide, like not just not do. just chicks, but like other dudes are like, yeah, you know, I like the uh, the money, the uh, identity thief with Melissa. No. no, no. But those are all just easy. Like they're gonna make a little bit of money, right? Those are. I think she is pretty damn successful. They put her in every single thing. She's in the Ghostbusters reboot. She, you know, she's yeah, but they're stupid. I don't. Th- I, I agree. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. That's the kind of stuff that makes keeps me I up at say night that because that's our standard. I like, look around and I go like, dude, Amy Schumer is a thousand times funnier than Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, now, Kristen Melissa McCarthy, Wig. I don't know if she was. A Who's the other girl before. in Ghostbusters? She's really funny too. She's on SNL now. She's Leslie. She's, 
the 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 girl that plays Hillary Clinton on SNL. She's uh-huh. really funny too. Yeah. So two out of four. I, all I'm saying is is that it, it, it really it really bums me out when I see like like really like you know somebody share something and on Facebook. Hey, did you see that post I put up? Uh, there was a bit on Fallon where he did. I'm like, I just don't get it. I just yeah. don't get it. I feel like uh, we've all been conditioned like this is what's funny now. But you know what? I was it's funny because this came up today when I was talking with my brother about Fallon because he was saying like that he likes him. Oof. And I was saying which like, brother Mark. And I was saying my criticisms of Fallon, which aren't real heavy. You know, I just, I don't really dislike the guy. But he kind of had a good point is that, like, like, dude, everybody can't be too cool for school. You know, right. you need a little bit of that, like, because Fallon's like. The, the nerding out on every single guest. Fallon's like, yeah, nerding out on the on the guests and just the, like, uh, you know, like, we're in junior high, let's play, like, spades together. Or right. what are the games? Like, let's, I, let's, like, let's do charades or Pictionary right. and giggle. You need some of that too. Like it can't all be um, a niche humor. You know what I mean? They can't be a, who's the Scottish fellow that had the Craig uh, Ferguson. Yeah, they can't all be that. Otherwise, you know what I mean? They just can't. It's got, there's someone has to do the general, and then th- and he does that well. I mean, I, well, you know, whatever I mean, you think about him, you, you do need some own, of both. To each his own, right? Yeah. But I feel like personally, uh, when I see somebody that like. For example, likes a Melissa McCarthy, or even take it to stand up, and they go, "Oh, well, you know, I like what's the guy with the puppets, the stupid." Uh, uh, oh, Josh! No, 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 not that guy. That's the guy with MS. The, the guy with no. the puppet. Oh, I know the guy. The guy that does the uh, he does the terrorist. The yeah, su- the okay. Super racist. Yeah, this, terrorist that thing. idiot. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to say, like, you know, oh, dude, now it's driving me crazy. Jack like, Donham. Yeah, like, don't, dude. Have you, has anybody when you see that? I'm like, dude. I mean, have you ever heard like Robert Schimmel before? You know what it is? It's the same thing. Have you ever heard Patrice? It's like, the so many... same argument that I have with my wife all the time. Is she goes, Ben? Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. I was talking to my buddy today about music. We were talking about different musical acts. And we were talking about Guns and Roses coming back. And I immediately was like, uh, yeah, I immediately was like making mental fart. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Again, I'm critiquing it going, they're way past. It's, oh, yeah. Don't try to, don't try no. to, don't try to become a reanimator to that tour. Reminds I've me seen of when Axel, Michael Jordan tried to play baseball. I've seen Axl Rose and Corn Rose. I can't go back. I can't and go the like. catcher's chest protector. Yeah, I can't. Well, he did that in the 80s, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was, you can be my, or yeah, they, Terminator no, no, no. 2. That shit was sweet, dude. I'm talking about, I've seen him in cornrows like Chinese democracy. You know what I mean? So I can't pretend I didn't see that. So I'm coming up with all these immediately crapping all over Guns N' Roses is awful. They were great. No, Guns N' Roses, well, yeah. Yeah, they were awful. Yeah, no, they were, like, says. great. They were yeah, great. Agreed. But, uh, I mean, at times. No, ma- yeah. I'm yeah. just, appetite, great. But he was saying the same, Use Your Illusions have great moments, but. Appetite, great. From soup to nuts. Yeah, yeah. After that, it does get, right. you know. But he was saying the same thing kind of my wife says. He's like, dude, I want to go hear the songs I know. I want to sing along, have a few beers, have a good time. He's not taking it that seriously. My wife, when it comes to comedy or music or shows, they're going, look, I'm it, on the priority ladder. It's way down here. You're sitting here going like, well, this guy's got good. Is he a good joke writer? But he doesn't deliver them the same. And you're going, well, this guy is, is kind of hacky. Oh, Dane Cook's just too loud. But you know what I mean? Like, um, they're going, yeah, yeah. We just, we we want to have a couple cocktails and laugh. We want to have a couple drinks and, and we want to sing Paradise City. I don't care if it's a cover band or if it's Axl Rose himself. It's about us having. Well, if you a don't game. care, why bother spending well, the money to see? Because Guns it's Roses. fun. Because they have a good time doing that. What I'm going is like, I I might not even move. I want to sit there and stare at the performance. And go, how is that guy performing? Because he was saying, when I was talking to him about the music, he was going, well, what's the difference? How do you gauge whether it's, you know, it's by my criteria. Like, how do you gauge? And I go, I guess just by the performance. It's good. But this is no different than from when when you saw Young Guns in your mid-30s. It's not going to move you like it did. Yeah, right. So, so really, it's not fair for you to, to, to revisit them 20, 25 years later and, and grade them on the same scale that you you know, that you graded them on day yeah. one. Yeah, well, that was, that's the exact thing. It's like, are you, do you think Guns N' Roses is going to, when you go see them, do you think that's going to be a great show? Or do you going to, are you going to say, I really liked being eight years old when that came out, or I don't know how old, whatever. Uh, I was pretty young when Appetite came out. Probably 87. Yeah, so I was like eight years old. 
So it's like, did I really like hearing that and being excited as an eight-year-old? Or was that a good performance? And they say, well, what's the difference? How do you know the difference? I say, Cause you how, watch, how it makes you, you watch feel. It. Yeah, but in that case, just do just put the CD on. I agree. Listen. Nay, the cassette on and, you know. You do not have to do any convincing to make me just stay home and listen to it. I know, but then that just makes us salty. <laughs> it does. Uh, cynical, you know, uh, critical critical douchebags. Because it's like while we're sitting here going, I know I'm right and here's why I'm right. And let me write you all these reasons why I'm correct because I know music and I know comedy, blah, 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 kind of. But the other person is out having a good time, just laughing at the jokes. Wish I could just be going, that person. Oh, Melissa McCarthy, uh, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy slipped on a banana peel. You know, it was hilarious. <laughs> One of her boobs popped out. It was so silly. And I'm going, ugh. You know what All I mean? Right. And then he's like, dude, are they saying Paradise City? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like 250 pounds. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, the hair was not even working anymore. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But they're singing along. So who's really coming out on top? And it's Matt Sorum on drums. No Steven Adler. No, it's Duff McKagan <laughs> slash mm-hmm. and... Uh, Axl Rose. And then just a... Who else? Oh, I forget who the other guys are, but they're just... I don't know. Matt Sorum, no? No. He's not even in the band? No, it's those three. Okay. So it's... And then just they picked up some other guys. It's kind of like, like when I went to see CCR. I went to see Creedence Clearwater. <laughs> no uh, Doug Cosmo Kramer. Revisited. No Doug... Cos- Doug Cosmo Kramer is in that band. It's everybody but John Fogarty, right? Revisited is everybody but gu- Fogarty. It was actually the guitarist from The Police. Or no, I'm sorry, The Cars, maybe. Rick Ocasek? No, not the singer. Oh. Maybe it was the police. Maybe I was right. And I got it wrong. One of the guitarists in one of those bands. Anyways, I was young. I didn't give a shit. Uh, what was I saying? CCR. Yeah, it was everybody but Fogarty almost. Except for they had one additional guitarist who I thought was from the police. It was uh, Pat Smear. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just threw him in. Uh-huh. He likes to join whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you see the news article this week? Uh, it was a, a guy spent $50,000 to make a robot Scarlett Johansson. A news article? Yeah. Oh, you got some news? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I love hearing news. <laughs> news. 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 Yes, I did see that, and I'm sure my first thought was the same thought you had. I'm sure it was. It had to be, right? <laughs> Probably. That guy's getting out with that robot all the time, right. like nonstop. The fact that he even had photographers come over <laughs> and shoot a little video of it means that he just had to have a refractory period. He needed 10 minutes, because there's no way he's not. He even had her in like a little like mid-drift. Did you see the yeah. shirt? It like showed her belly button. I just have to wonder, on just a two-pronged thing here. One, like you said, like, why would you invite... You got to know it's creepy. You got to know they're like, she's not going to think it's cool. Nobody's going to think it's cool. No, uh, it's all... I would... Wouldn't you... It's like a violation almost. The first thing... Like, look, I can't well, get on top of you, but I can, sort of. I think they make this story, regardless of its if it's a robotic Scarlett Johansson, if it just... It was a cool robotic humanoid-looking Terminator thing... Don't tell them it's supposed to be put a different colored wig on when the news comes over. Then change it back to Scarlett Johansson yeah. when, when it, because they it's had a, super they had like creepy. An Asian schoolgirl version of yeah. this once, like not too long ago too. I don't know if it's the same dude. Was, was it a robot one? Though? He's just going or was through, it just a real doll. He's going through his bucket list. He's like, oh, I'm making a Natalie Portman doll, uh, doll uh, robot. Excuse me, robot next month. Uh, I want to see him go on Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so he's like doing the pitch and like, yeah, but what about it is, what about it is different? He's like, well, I'll tell you about what's different. Um, how do you feel about uh, Eva Longoria? Because yeah, that's July. I'm making one of those in July. You know those things that you put on the front of your mountain bike tires that they, you, you, you pry them up and you can pop the wheel right off? Like they got those on the knees so you can make them taller or shorter if you just change yeah. the leg out and it's a, yeah. you know, yeah. change the eyes, change the nose. who's the woman on Shark Tank, the older woman? Oh my God! Now you're gonna kill me, like Barbara. She's sitting there unswayed, and he goes, "Have you have you seen my Tom Selleck robot?" And all of a sudden, she starts to like, like getting hot around the guy's just unbuttoning her top, like, "Woof, man!" It's I warm in I here. just when I saw that article, I'm like, "This is just next level creepy." But does I mean, it have any sort of AI? Is it? Oh yeah, it talks. It walks. 
It talks. He's never let it walk yet. No, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> the only thing I can think about is like if you make a robot specifically to look like and it looked a identical. sexy icon. It's all oh, this. My mind can't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no! I made this robot so that. Uh, look, he can do math equations. See, he should have made a Kenny Rogers one too, just to make it less creepy. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was, obviously, I'm not doing anything creepier. Kenny Rogers. What if you made a bunch of just normal ones that were like, you know, this one, this one, Hervé Velichez. Look, I have lost a plane. To play. <laughs> There's a Jim Gaffigan You're one. Right. Just see, he's a funny robot. There's a. <laughs> Is a bunch of like oh Tim Allen or right. just like a bunch of like real average dudes and then coke coke arrest Tim Allen like, hey, the, the booking photo Tim Allen <laughs> right they're like hey what's that other one that you have in the garage oh that's what this yeah. no there's no more robots yeah, yeah we saw one in your garage no that's no that's I don't have another one in my garage I'm just trying to think of more super normal people that he would have to try to mask the fact that he was really just banging the Scarlet Robot all the time. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He's like, hey, rod Yeah, he's like, I got some athletes. You got a Jeterbot. A Jeterbot. Uh, this is actually just, just sort You'd of You'd have to like watch a Jeterbot, though. You know. Just yeah, to... that's that's almost the same thing. You know what I mean? But I just love the idea of some guy going like, no. What if he made a Scarlet Johansson bot just to keep everyone off the fact that he was humping the Jeterbot? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have a all right you guys caught me yeah. scarlet and then I mean, some, you, can you blame me and then some guy goes to the, back the and jeter bot's just got a tear that comes out of it <laughs> and he's like okay maybe i have a scarlet johansson bot fine you got me and then like some guy pulls off a tarp in the back of the garage and goes a brad pitt bot what <laughs> just a, this is terrible uh, i mean to each his own yeah whatever but they said he spent like fifty thousand yeah. dollars to make this robot mm. And then my second thought after that long first thought was like, oh, I, I, thought, to, I mean, I had to beg, borrow and plead to let my dad have, uh, you know, give me a 1986 Mercury Lynx. Uh, I don't know where he came up with this, with this money. Is well, he, I was just like, wait, hold on. My minivan costs almost that. And I never get on top of it at all. You know what I mean? Like that started going like I started thinking about like, tech, I mean, yeah, is it creepy? Yeah. But I don't think like a minivan. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, super creepy. <laughs> right. But with a Scarlett Johansson bot in it, not so creepy. <laughs> I just put her in the passenger seat. Where are we going today? Whole Foods. We're going you in the car. Me too well. We're going in the carpool lane. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Every time. And it it flattens out. Did you see that? No. For so you can take a place. I saw a picture of it. And I read like like a half a paragraph, and I was like, I know what this guy's doing. I don't need to know. Like whatever he says is lies. It doesn't matter. Like whatever. Oh, I built it for this, and this it's all lies. Exactly. We knew the moment you said it looks like, and we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. all right, all right, yeah, point taken. Did you see Saturday Night Live this week? No. So I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in, in probably like 20 years. Uh, well, since, you know, the Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey, maybe after like Farley left, that was probably it. Well, did I um, send text you like last week or two weeks ago? I said it was like, hey, it was really good. good Which again. one was it? The one with Ariana Grande. Okay, so that's when I started one. to watch it. That was yeah. the first episode I saw. Here will. So, um, not because you text me, but I saw it at the same time. But either yeah, way, but still, um, it's making a turn. It's finally like yeah. got its wheels back. I agree. I only saw the the one, and uh, a lot of funny chicks, man. Oh yeah. Didn't didn't you know? I guess I called it after a huge show signed them and then put them on right. Uh, you know, very watchable TV. But yeah, dude, funny women coming up. I love this it. week, all the more reason to usurp Melissa McCarthy. Did you go and see, uh, like on um, Twitter or anything, the videos or any of the the, the bits from this I've week? I've seen nothing. No, oh. who's the who's the uh, it was host? Peter Dinklage? Oh, and, oh, are you serious? Oh, it was amazing. It I was, was amazing. Sold. He, he, he did, Tyrion Lannister. He did. I didn't, but he. Uh, those like words would never escape my lips. I feel like you meant it. He did a one. It's like the big one that's going around. You'll see memes of it all over the place. He was like, uh, "There's a scene where there's two a mafia boss talking to two mafia guys are in a bar, and he's like saying, hey, you know, where did you get? Did you make my collection? Did you get my money?'" And then Tyrion Lannister, son of a bitch. Oh, so what were you not going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Dinklage comes out on stage and he is doing the robot and he's wearing he's singing a space song he's got like space pants on the song is called space pants and the, the, the mafia boss is getting angry because he's trying to talk to the to, 
two underlings, and he has a gun underneath his napkin, but they can't concentrate because Dinklage is singing a space a song about In his space band. He's on stage, but they're like right next to the stage. Okay, it is the most crazy. But he does the robot. It's dude. It's it's sick. You have to see it's it. Great. And then Gwen, Gwen Stefani comes out, and she's doing it too with him, and she yeah. has hot pants that are space hot pants. So there's that. Really, but. That there was a naked and afraid oh, celebrity with Dinklage, uh, where he's naked out in the Dude, woods. It was that guy, all all my Game of Thrones love aside, he's I don't doubt he needed it for this show, but he's an amazing actor. He's yeah, super he good. So I'm sure whatever they needed him to do, great, great. So I still won't watch Pixels. But, yeah, but he's a, you know I don't need to. All I'm saying is uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but. Check Saturday Night Live out. Coming let's let's back. see. I think it is. I tried to tell you. I was sitting there with my, naysayer. my son last night watching it, and I was like, you know, he's like, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, man, I remember being a kid and saying the same thing, and then it got really crappy, and I'm like, I want nothing to do. Jay Farrow is super funny. Except when he does Jay-Z. I'm over it. Like, he does a good Jay-Z. Well, does he do like, it a lot? Yeah, he does it, like, all the time. See, he wedges watching. it in all the time. You've been watching a lot, then. Uh, no, I see. see your show I, I don't watch a show, right but I I see uh, like on Facebook oh, or whatever. Yeah, like they'll just put like one bit here. I only saw him do it the one time. Uh, to actually sit when, through a full Saturday Night Live, I have swear I've not done it since the early nineties. When Ariana, I'm probably saying it wrong. Ariana Grande, mm, you grand, said it right. grand. Doesn't matter how I say it, but uh, when she was on there, he did the Jay Z thing. I never seen him do it, and I was like, wow, she was really good. She like was her great singing that that one bit. You're she was good about. in everything. Like her, all her. Yeah, that's that's when I started going like, wow, that's nice. But yeah, uh, I saw him do the Jay Z there. He does this bit where he's like a weird principal, like where he comes to the mic and he always goes like, "Attention, teachers and students, attention." That's like his. Mm. He's like he's. I guess he's mimicking one of his old principals or something. But I know I'm not selling it, but it's super funny too. <laughs> I guess you had to be there. Yeah, you had to be there. <laughs> no, but I, uh, check it out. It's super funny. What, let's see how long this thing goes before we start shitting on it again. But it looks like they, like I said, they finally. Uh, they finally got their ebbs shit and flows, man. See, I'm trying to tell you, it's going to be the same way with all that other stuff you're talking about. It's going to get bad, and then it'll get better. It's all good. One more piece of news I wanted to talk about before I know you wanted to uh, to, to to run a list real quick, but Cat uh, Williams. So I know we love to talk about Cat Williams uh, mostly just to shit on him, but this week is even more fodder to shit on him because the first article I saw, and I don't know if you watched the video yet where uh, it, it said Cat Williams gets his ass kicked by a seven-year-old. And did you see this video? I heard so that he, he punched a kid or something? Well, he's outside at a pickup soccer game, at, like, you know, in some community. And uh, Why? He, I have no Who idea. Who lets him <laughs> on the soccer field? I don't know why any of them are playing soccer. You know he's wearing games. silk everything. But he's stand. no, he's, dry, he's dressed like a bum. He's standing out there with his, you know, sweatpants, getting ready to go. He's not He's not dressed up like a little pimp. If that's what you're no? Thinking. So he's out there watching. He's, his hair's all fucked up. But he's out there, and he <laughs> something happens to where like the, everyone, no one's really paying attention because you know it seems like this must go down a lot. There's an altercation going on. Near the kids. There's a a kid, a, a now a, a person, a male that's same height as him, a little bit taller actually, which isn't any feet because he's super short. Right. They have some words, and like his bouncer comes or his bodyguard or whatever, and steps in between the two. And when he does, uh, Cat Williams goes over the bouncer and hits like a cheap shot, hits this kid in the face. Well, then the kid grabs him around the neck and takes him down and puts a chokehold on him and basically submits him. What? Okay. I have a couple. <laughs> so, <right. laughs> go ahead. No, I mean, he punches the kid? Yes. Like, there was words exchange, and he he threw a pun- he punched this kid in the face. And then this kid, who we're assuming has got to be less than 13, right? Well, no. It ends up, that's why it was funny, because oh. the article kept on saying seven-year-old, then it was seventh or seventh grader, and the kid ended, actually ended up being, when they identified him, he was like 17. Still, I mean, oh, well, I mean, seventeen year almost a grown man, so 17 whatever. 17-year-olds can talk trash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, definitely. I was wondering about the chokehold. I wanted to see a seven-year-old. Oh, he put him in like a, like, he, he took him to the ground and put him in, in like a, like, like a side choke. I mean, he was definitely like Cat Williams had to be let go. He wouldn't have been getting. He, he wouldn't have been getting out of beat it. Up so much. Yeah. He's always getting his ass kicked, like all the time. <laughs> like he's got he's got to be doing kind of well financially. Like, I mean, can't you just not get your ass kicked that much? I mean, why do you even get into fights when you're Cat Williams? Like I would be like, dude, you're a pussy. Stop fighting people. Well, he's not a pussy. He's just bad at fighting. Well, yeah, okay, I, yeah, he's I guess. Really, yeah, he's not a pussy at all. He's got he balls. Loves, he loves getting into scraps. Right. He likes getting his ass kicked all the well, time. He doesn't like getting his ass kicked. He just, that's just how the, he must, how the cards are always dealt. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, he's not, 
I mean, but the man's a, no coward. He will throw down with a seven-year-old any time. If you're a seventeen-year-old and you beat up Cat Williams, do your friends go, "Yeah, good"? I mean, you should have beat up Cat Williams. It's Cat Williams. Uh, I don't think they give him props for his fighting skill. I think they just give him props for doing the right thing. Well, I, I just I know a lot, a lot of people were excited because they were yelling out "World Star, World Star." So you know, there's that. So. Right. So they immediately know, like, it's oh yeah, it's going yeah. on. There. The minute you hear "World Star," you know you're about to be a celebrity, whether yeah. you want to be or not. Yeah, I think as soon as he shows up in your soccer game, you start filming it and going like, world star, any second now, world star. They're like, they're like yellow card, world if, if, star. If anybody doesn't know what that means, uh, world star is a website where they show like these, like, you know, fights or like just really trashy videos. And uh, anytime there's like fights in the inner city or urban environment, like they put it up on this website called World Star. Mm. So you don't even have to. It's not like a celebrity thing. Anybody gets in a fight or gets knocked out or hit in the head with a with a you know a baseball bat or shot to death. That people just yell World Star and they start videotaping or they end videotaping and then go ahead and upload it to this website World Star where we can all watch and enjoy. It's probably where Sharkeisha oh, yeah, originated. It is. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I don't know. I think I got it from YouTube, but you can only you can only imagine. <laughs> I'm thinking someone yelled "World Star" at some point. Hey, uh, before we take off, I wanted to just touch on because today is the first day of the baseball season, and I know we're not a sports show and we're not knowledgeable of it, but we're from the area and we can talk a little bit of shit. But I wanted to get. I was surprised to see you had it on when I got here because I didn't think you were, did. I thought you kind of gave up on sports in general, but you said nay. So no. you 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 are excited about baseball season? Well, this is what I will say about baseball. I love spring baseball and I love October baseball. It's all the shit that's in the middle that you know tends to just blur together. No, it's extremely like long, right? Yeah, too long, too long. I mean, there's no way you can keep. It's like that movie. This is thirty. It's just like at some point, man. Let's move it along. <laughs> it's like funny people. Show me the yeah. Show it's me like the funny end. people. Like this is both Judd Apatow movies. Yeah, you just keep thinking it's going to be over. <laughs> well, that's the it. I mean, it becomes just it's such a big business that it's like we make we make money from what I guess we make money from late May June to like August. Mm-hmm. The other part is the real season. Right. Like that's when we're like you know that's the part that counts. This other part is like we have to pay for this World Series somehow. But, well, um, none of us are going to be able to afford to go to a World Series, so the the, the middle, no, the part yeah. in the middle, allows us to at least enjoy some true real. Baseball. It's for the poor stock, right? To, to show up, even though it ain't. I mean, no, not for the poor stock, it's dude. For I the, go to White Sox games. They say there's no middle class. I say that's a lie, because that's who that's who goes to baseball games. Yeah, you have to at least be the middle class. I mean, even if you White Sox were practically giving their tickets away last year, and it's still, man, if you know, if I was to take my wife and kids. Uh, I, oh, need, I need to bring three hundred bucks, right? I was just gonna say at least three hundred bucks. I mean that well, parking, I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. a hot dogs five fifty probably. Right, but I mean, so you're, it's probably gonna cost you even if you have cheap tickets, sixty bucks or something to yeah. get in. I mean, that's pr- probably closer to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, twenty five dollars a ticket. Let's just say just to be yeah, a hundred bucks right there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what do you, what's your take on the whole, uh, if, if you guys aren't from the area and you're listening, we're, we're lucky enough to have two major league ball teams, you know, within a a 30 minute drive from us being the Cubs and the Sox. But for some reason, if you're around here, you have to shit on the one that you don't like. What, what is your take on that? Uh, I used to, I used to partake in that. Um, I was just about to say when you said, "Hey, they were pretty much giving Sox tickets away for free." I was gonna be like, "Well, yeah, yeah of course." Yeah, because like, and uh, when you said there was two major league baseball teams, I was gonna be like, "Well, there's the Cubs, and then yeah. then there's, there's yeah, the I mean, one, Sox, I and guess. there's the one who's won a World Series, right. and then there's the one you're talking See, about." See, exactly. This is yeah. exactly what happens. <laughs> right. Um, I just I'm just over it. I just don't care less about it anymore. I mean, I, I feel like I would never root for the Sox, no matter what. Yeah. Um, Why not? But I wouldn't not root for them. You Why know what not? I mean? I'm just, I, like once if the Cubs are out. Then I just I'm just like whatever I'm not gonna root for that. I'm not gonna throw on a Sox like hat. The and Sox, be like, like when the Sox played Houston in 05. No, I could care less. Did you? I rooted against them. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't see, do that now. Why would, would you do that? I wouldn't do that now. But I don't. I don't go on Facebook and do it, or I don't go on on and tell people. I just in my head, I'm like, well, oh, like last year the Sox were out. You know why I do that? I'll tell it, you why I do was, it because of this reason right now. Why? Because you then they you're gonna throw it up in my face. No, it's like a I don't play. So it's like a sibling rivalry. I don't play for either team. Yeah. So and like I've told you before, nothing irritates me more than like, yeah, well, we won it in 05. You didn't do shit. You did nothing. Don't care for the term we. Yeah. I do not like that. No, I don't like that at all. It's super annoying. But uh, I have an interesting take on this because I'm a Sox fan, but 
I try really hard not to. There, there is a, there's a little brother mentality on the White Sox because it's, it's just um, it's it's it was never on TV as as much. Now things cable, it's different. Right. But it was always kind of like the bastard, you know, stepchild of a uh, major league baseball in Chicago. But I, many people would hate this and think I'm some turncoat. But I grew up a Cubs fan. My dad was a Cubs fan because it used to be that's all everybody was, unless you were like from the South Side, you know, hardcore. Most people that we knew just it was on TV, so most people liked the Cubs. I used to um, be a pitcher in Little League, and and if I had a good game, you know, we go out get ice cream and baseball cards. And if I had a bad game, I got locked in the trunk. But if we had a good game, we'd go out and get some. I used to go through, and if it was Cubs, I'd keep them. And if it wasn't, I'd just go like I'd put them in like a box. Like I didn't care. That's so much I was just all Cubs. But um, my dad started his own. When was the strike? Like 95 or something like that? When did Probably, they go? Probably, yeah. Around That's there? Right, yeah. Well, my, I think my dad started his own business around like 91 or 90, something like that. He was the one who I would go to Cubs games with. He would get me Cubs hats, you know, yada, yada. Well, my dad started his own business in the early 90s, and so he stopped really paying attention as much. So I kind of... Okay, I'm not going with my dad, so you know what I mean. I just my my interest waned a little bit. Then they had so there's like that three or four or five year period where it sort of take it or leave it. Then they had the strike, and my dad goes, "I'm done with baseball altogether." Yeah, he did what a lot of people did. He goes, "They can't play for millions, then I'm not watching them. I don't right. care." So he decided, "I've got my own life. I'm I'm not going to worry about fantasies, this sport thing anymore." So now I got like a nine, ten year window or something like that, where I don't know, eight years where. I didn't have any like really allegiance. I just it was sort of on. I guess I'm a Cubs fan. A friend of mine has, says his dad has extra tickets. You want to go to a Sox game? So all right, cool. I never been. You know, uh, Albert Bell hits a grand slam. My first time ever there. And then there's fireworks. I never seen fireworks at a game. There's fireworks. There's lights. Where I was like, this is pretty cool, man. This is fun. Six months later, so I go to another game. Frank Thomas hits a grand slam. So I've been to two Sox games, two grand slams. All I'm thinking is like, dude, when I show up here. It kicks ass, man. They win. It's like all these explosions. Everything's great. Then I slowly started just paying attention to them. And since I kind of left the Cubs to shore when I was like 10 or something, I just slowly became more and more and more. And then by the time I was old enough to buy my own tickets and go on myself, I just uh, became a Sox fan. So I, it's a long way of saying like it can be done. That's I guess that's my turncoat story. But uh, I just don't get the the... Other than that, you don't want somebody smugly going, okay, fuck your team, and talking to you. Other than that, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't get why. I mean, I get it. I just don't care. Yeah, I, I, I don't like, either. You know, I like... Uh, it could only be jealousy if, like, because you don't want your friends... Or you you, you don't want the other team to win because your team and, isn't. Yeah, and I don't want to hear people talk shit. Right. You know, but right. I don't. I, but in turn, I don't talk shit the other way, so I, I don't get involved in any of that. Me, oh, I definitely but dude, don't. I, I, but, but, I, but I do have a dusting of that still because... God, when the Cubs were in the playoffs last year, it was like I was happy for all my friends because I'm going to rub it because because in 05, I know what it felt like right. to have your team. I, I know what it feels like to have your team win, and it's a great feeling. And all my friends who have been Cubs fans their whole life. Except they got it got tainted by Journey, but anyway. <laughs> right, right. Fair, fair enough. And the Josh Paul ball. But, like, um, I wanted my friends and people that have always loved Cubs to have that feeling too. So I didn't have any of that, like, oh, I, but there was still a thing in the back of my mind that goes, this is going to sting bad. Yeah, because now they, they're going to say, well, you know, we won one too. And when was the last time you won yours? 05. We just got one now. Right. So, Dynasty. Right. But, but, dude, social Twitter, Facebook, social media, all, that, it, all it was was Cubs, Cubs, That's Cubs, the Cubs. only way the Cubs are going to be able to actually – Cubs fans are going to be actually able to be satisfied uh, is if the Cubs win two. Because right, right. if the if the Cubs win one, it's going to be like, well, what have you done for me lately, White Sox? Well, we won one first. Right. We you you it took right, you longer, right, right. okay? So and then if the Cubs, you know, there's there's the only way is to put two back to back or like, two within. I like the little poking. You know what I mean? I like the little ribbing back and forth. But some people are just like, yeah, I do. I know I know a guy, who's a friend of mine, was a friend of mine's little brother. He's got like a White Sox guy, like a tattoo, like holding a Cubs head. And I'm just like, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? God bless him. But what the That fuck? is awful. I've seen a guy before who had, he had, God, who was it? I don't want to say it's Aaron Rowan. So it wasn't even that big. 
it was like a Sox relief pitcher. Somebody like signed him his body. Oh my lord! He got the tattoo of Jeff Torborg, like the <laughs> old coach. Like, dude, I know Cliff Polite was really good in the '05 <laughs> World Series, but you didn't need to tattoo his name. So yeah, I, but I, I'm trying to. I'll tell uh, you right now, if I had a Lenny Dykstra, or Howard Johnson, or a Gary Carter, I'd get that shit tattooed. Well, and that was '86, so you know that's different. That's the '86 <laughs> Mets. Or, um, so, but what I was gonna say is, I have. I mean, I love the Mets. Number one, love the yeah. Cubs. Number one as do you, well. Do you? But I love the Angels. The I love. You want to tell them why you love the Mets? I, I've talked about it before. Uh, I was just like, just listeners. back back in the day when uh, you know everybody collected baseball cards. Um, everybody collected their guy, and for I don't even know how I got on it. I was RBI baseball is actually how I got on it because you could only be like a handful of teams when yeah. RBI baseball was out. And one of those teams was the Mets and I was just dominant in RBI with the Mets. Okay. So, um, well, no, it had to have been even before that, but anyway, I, I, I love Daryl strawberry. Um, and so, you know, I was, I collected everything that I could get my hands on Daryl strawberry related. And, uh, then, you know, like I said, the 85, 86, 87, all those great years, in my opinion, for the Mets, I, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but but my family, my my mother's family was Cubs fan, so I was I was torn. But at least we would, I'd at least get to see the Mets play the Cubs, which I'll I'm go check that out this year. And I, I'm still determining what I'm going to wear because I like both teams. But mm. like I said, this year, man, I like the, the Angels look good. KC looks good. It wears like a half and half. No, I won't do that. But what I will tell you is, like in the um, in the late '80s. And early '90s, when I was big into hockey, um, not playing, watching, like play pond hockey, but um, I never really, I definitely didn't like the Blackhawks, but I liked guys rather than teams. Get that drop. I like players rather than teams. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So like, I like Steve Eiserman and I like Doug Gilmore, and right, I like right. uh, you know Ty Domi, and I like you know. But that's kind of a cool way to be too. Then, I liked every team. Little, I had a hat a for like more, every single team, a but more then pure, you can't you know? get away with that though either. Your buddies see you wearing, you know, one uh, day you're wearing a, a Phoenix hat, next day you're wearing a. But I used right. to, I used to most often wear my Red Wings jersey, no, my Red right, Wings yeah. sweater. Yeah. If somebody's wearing like blues gear, it would automatically be like this. I, is or I had a blue sweater too. Love them because I love Chris Pronger, Chris Elma Pronger. Guinness. Yeah, yeah, that would be a problem today. <laughs> so I don't know. But would it? Would it? Would it? Would it cause adversarial? I mean, you would. You would not. I would be talk able to shit not about your something, clothing. Right. Yeah, I would talk crap about it for sure. Yeah, no, that'd be the first thing out of my mouth probably. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I I'm always so in hockey mode that I miss like a big chunk of the baseball season, which is fine. But. I'm going to try to follow. I'm going to be a little less cynical and just try and enjoy it. Now, we won't get to talk about it before because I think it's Saturday, the uh, uh, Pacquiao-Bradley fight. Um, Pacquiao-Bradley 3. I don't care about it. No one should care about it. Don't buy it on pay-per-view. I know it's supposed to be Manny Pacquiao's farewell fight. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, farewell. Nobody cares. Farewell fights are never... Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, Bradley cares because it's a payday for him because he gets to mm-hmm. fight Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Manny Pacquiao is 37 years old. All I can tell you is uh, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm a, I am love boxing, and I just think, again, it's, it's one of those ones where they're going to try to suck you in and convince you that it's like it's going to be a great super fight because yeah. it's Manny. Nobody have, cares. Yeah. He's over. Uh, my son asked me yesterday, he said, I was bitching about it to somebody. He said, we don't like Manny Pacquiao anymore. No, we don't. He's over. He's done. Move on. No. That you know, I hate to say it because the guy deserves to continue on. It's the thing he loves to do. He likes to box. That's what they he's all into. do. It all boxers do it, don't they? But they just can't. Most of them come back. They they do hold on too long, just and then can't they stop. like Roy yeah. Jones came back. Uh, he just yeah. he just got a knockout, but like a month before that, he got knocked out like bad. So my thing is like. Why put yourself through it? And I know I've, probably a lot of it. It's about you know you're a fighter and you're sitting there like Roy Jones, who's a commentator. Roy Jones, arguably one of the best fighters of all time, just sits there and watches other people fight the thing that he loves, to, and it's in you. Yeah. So you like you you after a while you sit there like oh shit you know what I'm Roy Jones. You probably think like get... I think I understand it better even now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's a I think that's a common mistake because like what's the end goal? Like Bernard Hopkins is finally going to retire. He's like 75 years old this year, and it's like you know. At what point do you just? And I think a lot of it is it's it's the love of the sport. Yeah. For some people, it's oh, money yeah. for other it's people. But the it's whole, the reason you got there in the first place because you just won't stop no matter what. Like any any uh, you know uh, adversity in my way, I'm going to plow through. And so 
you don't turn even though your body stops doing it you don't turn that off like i can do it no matter what i can do it because you've been telling yourself that your fighters are that's where fighters are different than people because i think regardless of the money a lot of times you'll see people fight people they know they shouldn't fight because they're like i want to be the guy that beats this guy like mayweather it's like you're not good enough to fight him why are you fighting him a you're fighting him because it's an enormous payday for i mean even though you're not you're not gonna get what if i get that shot in you're not gonna get paid like he is but you're still gonna get paid way better than you've ever gotten paid before right so just that part of it is is big and and, and worthwhile to you but anyway i know not a lot of people care about i just don't like to tell people like don't waste your money on they should have guns and roses play their intro music for them i will tell you which ones to waste your money on don't waste your money on this one yeah or guns and roses no don't waste your money on that either no good all right. Well, uh, this is episode 114. We will see you guys next week. Later. Took the 60 bus out of downtown Campbell Benzonado. He was on there. He was waiting for me. While the punk rockers and the moon stompers were out on the corners where they're sparing for change. I started thinking, you know I started drinking. I don't really remember too much of that deal. Something struck me funny when we ran out of money. Where do you go now when you're only 15? With the music Who's ready to stand up the chair? Cause the radio is playing